Welcome back, bosses, to the Lily Grace Lifestyle Podcast, and welcome season four. This is your host, Lily Grace York, and I am here to tell you the four things that you need to know in order to connect deeper with yourself this year. So stay tuned, and I cannot wait to take you all along for the ride of 2023. Hi everyone, happy new year. This is just the beginning, which is crazy. I am so grateful for you all and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so excited because this is the start to season four of this podcast. I can't believe it's already been almost four years since I started the show. It's crazy to me. I've almost hit 100 episodes and I'm so excited because episode 100 is going to be monumental. This season, I'm opening up even more and bringing on even more amazing guests. So I'm really excited for that. In this episode, we're talking about the four things you need to connect deeply with yourself when it comes to self-awareness and self-help. Recently, I've been reading basically a book a day about either self-help, business, or brain health, and I'm really interested in psychology and the health of your brain and how your lifestyle affects that. So I'm really, really looking forward to this episode because I'm going to be sharing the four things that have really helped me this past year learn more about myself and understand others and find empathy. If you're feeling stuck or figuring out, trying to figure out where you should go next, look in the mirror and follow these four steps. So I think when it comes to finding self-love, you just have to look within. There are so many external factors in the world pulling us here and there and trying to get our attention online and on the internet. But when it comes to it, I really do feel looking within is the best solution. I want to help you find a really good relationship with yourself in the new year. I feel like last year was really unplanned and really uncanny when it came to my personal life, and I just feel like a lot has changed since then. I'm not the same person I was even a week ago, and I really feel grateful for where I'm at now. But if it wasn't for doing all of this brain work and all of this head internal work, it wouldn't have been as easy for me to get through the challenges of last year and the challenges of life in general. It all comes down to self-awareness. We are going to be looking deep within and I'm going to help you reflect. When it comes to self-awareness, there are so many different levels to it. And I think People get scared when they think about self-awareness because they're like, oh no, I am am too afraid to look within and too afraid to dig deep, but that's really the work you have to do in order to move forward and get through the tough times. So the four things that I'm going to be going over today are really simple actually, and they're great quizzes and ways that you can figure out which type you are when it comes to these four aspects that I've learned a lot about myself. So the first one is the Myers-Briggs personality test or the 16 personality types. And I'm going to share 
everything when it comes to myself because I'm all about the vulnerability and being open and honest. So I have nothing to hide. So I am an ENFJA, which means that I'm a people person. I'm a protagonist, aka main character energy, which we love. Um, But ENFJA stands for extroverted, intuitive, feeling, judging, and assertive. And basically, if you go to 16personalitytypes.com, you can go throughout the quiz that takes a few minutes and at the end it will tell you your personality type. And I do think out of all of the personality quizzes I've done, this one is the most accurate and makes the most sense. And I do think it's interesting because there are four different types of people that you can be. You can either be an analyst, you can be a diplomat, which is what I am, you can be a centennial, or you can be explorer. They go through every aspect of your life and you can see who else is a ENFJA or whatever type you are because they talk about other celebrities who are. So for instance, Obama, um, Oprah are ENFJAs, and they're just leaders able to mesmerize their listeners is what this says, which is really interesting because I'm doing a podcast, which makes a lot of sense. But not everyone is the same, and I, I don't think people should be boxed in when it comes to all of these types of things that you can be, but I do think it's important to start to self-reflect and really know yourself and stop blaming yourself for certain things that are just because the way you are, like a lot of things that I react to or feel emotional about or the things I feel happy about are because of my personality type. And there's nothing wrong with that. I took that quiz about a couple of years ago. If I took it again, maybe it would have changed. But if you really are true to yourself and not trying or not trying to impress anyone or anything like that, uh, a lot of times you might stick to the same personality type, not to say you can't shift as you go throughout your life because we're all evolving and changing and becoming, which we love. So the second thing is star sign. And okay, I'm a religious person. I do believe in God, but I do think that the stars and just nature and the earth do have something to do with how we are. And it's really interesting. And this is why I'm giving you four different things to go by and to learn about yourself and not just one, because I am a believer that there are many different complexities and aspects in people's life that affects them and affects their lifestyle and so on and so forth. So I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket when it comes to anything, actually. So I love the idea of star signs because it's a little bit mystical and magical, but I do think it's fun to realize who in your close circle is what star sign because I'm a Capricorn personally, a January Capricorn, and I learned that a lot of my close friends are Aquariuses, like all of them actually. At one point I had like seven to 10 Aquariuses. They were all my close friends. And it's just so interesting because we're right next to each other when it comes to our astrological signs. Um, And I learned this year that Capricorn means that I have a steel spine. I'm very cerebral, meaning I have a lot of thoughts in my head and everything goes through my head. I'm very headstrong, logical, and I like order and systems. So that's kind of a little bit about me. I think that in the next year, I'm going to do an astrological sign reading. Um, So you're going to be able to learn even more about me when it comes to that. But all you have to do if you don't know already to figure out your star sign is look up your birthday and just star sign and Google will tell you. But the app I really love um, and have been using is CoStar and every day they give you your 
reading and it's just a really interesting way to figure out maybe reasons why you're feeling the way you're feeling and things like that. And the third thing I am talking about is love language. And I think love language is really powerful, actually. And I didn't really know what that meant until a couple years ago, thanks to Jay Shetty. But my number one love language is quality time because I'm a very planned, logistical, efficient person. And when someone makes quality time for me and I make time for them, that means they're really important and they're really special. So quality time is my number one love language and also what I like to give. And then it goes acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, and gift giving. That's kind of like the order of my love languages, but it doesn't mean that that's not going to change and yours might be completely opposite. And it's so interesting because what you give as a love language is different maybe than what you like to receive. So for instance, I give quality time, but sometimes when I have a client or a good friend, I will be gift giving and that's how I show my love, but I like to receive quality time and vice versa. So it's really interesting and to figure that out, they have a number of tests and quizzes for that, but you really just have to think like what moment in time when you were growing up did your parents or your sister or your aunt or uncle, like what types of things really showed love in your life and when did you feel the most loved? It's funny because you'd give I don't know, you'd buy this $100 gift card or bag or something and give it to someone, but they actually might not love that. They might actually just want some quality time with you and just to spend an hour chatting instead of this gift. So it's just really interesting to figure out what people's love languages are. And it can also help in business as well, because like I said, not a lot of people, for instance, want gift giving or acts of service. Sometimes they just want words of affirmation or quality time. So it's just really interesting because this not only has to do with your love life, it has to do with your family, your friends, and beyond that as well, even into your professional life. And being in sales, I'm constantly learning about people, trying to figure out people's psychology and things like that. So it's just really an interesting way to use this lens of love language to figure out what makes you fulfilled and what makes you happy and what doesn't align. So it's just a really interesting way to go about learning more about yourself and looking within. So we've talked about love language, star signs, and personality type. And those three things I think have been really interesting and helpful for me this past year into figuring out myself and learning more about myself as I become older. So the fourth thing that I'm going to be talking about is brain type, and I am obsessed with brains. I don't know why, and humans in general, we know nothing about the brain. So what I'm learning is barely scratching the surface. I have been reading a lot of books from Dr. Amen. Right now, I'm reading You Happier, which is really, really good, and I highly recommend Dr. Amen's a top neuroscientist and psychiatrist, and he is really cool when it comes to talking about brains and psychology because it's not super scientific and you don't have to understand everything about the brain to really understand what he's saying. Basically, he talks about how your lifestyle, what you eat, what you do to exercise, what things you put on your body, and so on and so forth, how that all can affect your brain. I feel like learning about all the different brain types has really opened my eyes when it comes to 
life and just understanding people and giving people the benefit of the doubt and understanding where people are coming from. Not everyone is like me and I've had to learn that the past few years. So this fourth thing that I'm talking about is actually, I think, one of the most important because it's your anatomy. It's your biology. This is scientifically, biologically you. So 40% of happiness when it comes to your disposition is genetic and the other 60% can be controlled by exterior factors and then by your lifestyle. So I think that's really important to know. And another thing that I'll share, if you didn't know already, is that I'm adopted. So I don't know my genetic history and I don't know much about anything. I don't know anyone blood related to me. So I really do think this is true because I don't know 40% of my genetics or my happiness disposition or where that comes from. I think they were good because I'm genuinely a happy person, but it's just so interesting because even if my genes were bad genes when it came to happiness, I am still able to use that 60% to control my life and to control my mood and happiness. So I think it's actually really powerful because you can control your happiness and your lifestyle. I learned in this fourth category about brain type that there are five different main options when it comes to brain types. Number one is balanced. So those are the people like my dad and my sister who are just very even keeled. Nothing really shifts them too much. They just feel very calm to you and they're grounded and they don't overreact or underreact. They just are. And that's really great and something that I strive to be. And this brain type is a really great place to start and is really happy and healthy. The second brain type is spontaneous, and I thought this was interesting because I know a lot of friends who are this spontaneous brain type. When I was younger, I wouldn't really get it. I was like, I don't get how people can just fly off the handle and just kind of act as they please and just like go everywhere, but I actually get along so well with this brain type because they balance me out. So spontaneous people are just people who kind of live their life and kind of like act upon feeling more so than logic sometimes and are just this way, that way. And you know those people. Everyone has that crazy friend or that friend who is just living their life and seems so happy and just carefree. And I just love that. And I aspire to be that, but I can't because my brain type is the complete opposite, which is number three. Number three is a persistent brain type. (laughs) And this is definitely me, which is really interesting. And this brain type, we all know those people are very scheduled, very on a regiment. They like structure. They constantly are being challenged and thinking through things very logistically. Number four is the sensitive brain type. These people are like emotional sponges. I didn't fully understand it for the longest time, but these people are really deep and emotional and they think things through. They notice a lot more things in their surroundings. They're very atmospheric and they try to use their emotions to process versus logic. So it's a little bit different. And this is something that I'm learning more about. And the fifth brain type is the cautious brain type. So this brain type is actually what I am as well. This is my secondary brain type. And these people are maybe worry warts. These people are always prepared. They're always early to meetings and are always just thinking ahead. And these people, we all know these people make great managers and great leaders. 
So those are the five brain types, balanced, spontaneous, persistent, sensitive, and cautious. And then beyond that, there are 10 combinations. And the combinations vary from spontaneous, balanced, to persistent, sensitive, cautious, sensitive, and so on and so forth. And if you go to Dr. Amon's quiz, if you go to You Happier and just type in brain type when it comes to Dr. Amen, you can figure this out. And it was like a two-minute quiz. And basically, it came out to be that I am the persistent, cautious brain type, which I 100% agree on. And I think this is very interesting because I knew this about myself. And looking back, everything makes sense now. I just did this quiz a couple days ago, so I'm really into it. (laughs) And like I said, I'm kind of like a nerd when it comes to this stuff. But For instance, for my brain type, I need to have a low-protein, high-carb diet. And when I was young, I had this health teacher who was kind of not great and didn't share a healthy view on food. So I started to eat like literally spinach, no sugar, no carbs, barely any meat. I literally ate grass. And it was very unhealthy for me because I was only like 10 or 12. But I noticed just being a teenage girl, you get you know, bratty anyway, but I was just really low blood sugar and I had a hard time agreeing with people and just like got really cranky. And it wasn't only because I was a teenager and hormones and things like that, but it was also because I was not eating for my specific brain type. I was lacking when it came to carbohydrates and I really need that for my brain type. So then I realized when I was like 12, 14, I started to eat bread and carbs again because I was like, okay, this isn't the enemy. I'm going to start eating this. And then I started to feel more even keeled. So if you are not eating for your brain type, you need to start and you need to look into this and read this book. So for instance, spontaneous people, maybe people who have ADD, these people need to eat a high protein diet and low carb diet versus me as a persistent brain type, I need to eat a high carb diet and low protein diet. So it just really depends. Um, And I know balanced brain type people have to eat a very balanced diet. And there are certain brain foods that feed your soul and feed your mood and help your mood. Because if you're eating like potato chips, candy, and processed foods with a lot of dyes, you're actually depleting your energy and depleting your mood versus if you're eating berries and nuts and chicken and quinoa and things like that that actually are scientifically proven to help yourself. And I'm all about health and wellness. So that was really cool actually to learn about myself is that I'm eating correctly for for my brain type. Like when I feel the best is when I have the most carbs and the most vegetables and fruit. And exercise really helps me not high intensity, but strength training is really good for my type of brain. And also using backward psychology on people like me. And if you're a parent right now, you can also put your children into one of these categories and start to parent them differently because not every child is the same. And I used to want to be a teacher when I was younger. And I used to teach my sister all the time. And she's a very balanced, maybe persistent brain type. And I would teach her, but then teaching one of her friends, it was completely opposite. They were maybe more spontaneous and sensitive. And I was like, okay, so I can't use the drill sergeant um, manner on this kid. So it was just very interesting because not everyone has the same learning style. And when it comes to the persistent brain type, using backward psychology instead of saying, 
come to the store with me, you're coming to the store with me, you have to be like, oh, you don't want to come to the store with me because that brain type will be like, oh, what do you mean? Yes, I do. So I thought that was so interesting and actually so true. So if you have kids or you're dealing with a challenging person who you totally don't understand because we all have those people in our life, try communicating with them a little bit differently. Don't communicate based on your personal brain type. Communicate on how they are as people and what they will respond to. I think psychology is all about kind of understanding people's brains and even in business, it will be really hard for us sometimes to understand where our managers are coming from or our colleagues or people beneath us. But it's just so important to understand that people have very different brain types. And that was very monumental um, when I learned about it because I just think before I was like, why doesn't everyone respond to this or why doesn't everyone get it? It's because we all have very different biological brain types. And if you do like a spec scan like Dr. Eamon does on his thousands of patients, then you will physically see the activity in the brain is so unique to each person. So it's really all about mindset, people. And I could do a podcast. I could talk for days on brains and just psychology in general, but that's kind of what I've been learning about uh, the brain in the past few days and just my whole life in general. And I do think that there is some power in knowing what your brain type is and understanding it because we care a lot about our looks and we care a lot about, oh, like, do my do I need lip filler? Do I need eyelashes? Do I need this or that? Or hair extensions or all this, but we don't really care about our brains. And I think that if we took more care of our internal organs and our brains and didn't care so much about our external perspective, then maybe we would all be a little bit healthier because the grass isn't always greener. Sometimes it's just fake and not saying that everyone's fake. <laughs> but a lot of the time, I think our problems come from within. So we need to start looking within before we start fixing the external issues. That is my little spiel on mindset and brain. So take a moment before I get into the next section of this podcast and write down these four things. So you're going to go to the 16 personality types, the Myers-Briggs test, and you're going to take that if you don't know your personality type already. So that's number one. Number two, figure out your star sign if you don't know it. I knew I was a Capricorn for the longest time, but I didn't really know what that meant. So just take a moment and look it up and try to understand what your friends are. Where, where are they coming from? And understand what you are and share that with your friends. Number three is your love language. I would like everyone to write down their top love language, mine being quality time, and then order it from top to bottom to really understand how you give love and how you want to receive love. And number four, take the quiz from Dr. Amen about your brain type. I think this is the most important thing because I just am so all about science and biology and psychology and just understanding people. And what better way to understand yourself than to really understand your own brain? And we can't see the thing in between our ears, but it is the main factor of our happiness. Whether you're happy or sad, it is the main driver of our health. And if we understood this more, I think everyone could be in a better place. So take a moment, write those four things down, go do the quizzes. I'll do the link in the description so you understand what you're looking for. So basically the point I'm trying to get across is that it's all about mindset. And I think there are two mindsets that people can have. If we want to break it down just to the basics, you can either have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. 
And I just read the book, The Laws of Lifetime Growth, Always Making Your Future Bigger Than Your Past by Dan Sullivan and Catherine Nomura. And I think that this was a really interesting book. It was very simple. It was very short and it only took me a day to read. Um, But I do think it was really interesting because you should be focusing in this new year on growth and progress and nothing more. And the thing is that you could have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And if you have a fixed mindset, listen up. But if you have a growth mindset, I think this is a really great way for you to start to reflect. And it's all about what goes on in your brain because you have the power to change your brain and your flow of thoughts. And if you are working on speaking kinder to yourself or speaking kinder to your inner voice, listen, because this is going to be helpful. I would grab a pen and paper and start to reflect with me because I did and I did this exercise in the book and I started to write down these questions because there are 10 different laws when it comes to lifetime growth. And I think if you're feeling stuck or you hit a plateau or a roadblock, this is also a good moment in time for you to listen to this because this year I made a lot of growth. There are also a lot of drawbacks and challenges, but I think when it comes to being so goal-oriented and driven, it is helpful for me to reflect and realize that in the future there's room for growth even if you got to your goal that you made last year or even if you didn't get to your goal. Let's make baby steps together. So the first law is always make your future bigger than your past. So are you a glass half full or half empty person? Do you have a fixed or growth mindset? Do you believe there are greater things in store for your future? I would take a pen and paper and write that down. Always make your future bigger than your past and then reflect on these questions. And you can press replay and listen over and over to this section of the episode, but I'm just going to go through. The second law is always make your learning greater than your experience. So are you dedicated to learning and growing on a daily basis? Even in tough situations, do you take something positive out of it? Again, it's all about mindset. It's all about the positive and the negative. What type of person are you when it comes to getting through tough situations? I truly believe that everything happens for a reason. And I do think that Always making my learning greater than my experience has really helped me when it comes to challenging situations because I've conditioned my brain to try to figure out why, but also try to figure out what was the greater message in this event in life. So I think that's really important. So the third thing, always make your contribution bigger than your reward. Are you working towards a greater endeavor? Are you contributing to your community and to society? So you don't have to be <laughs> like Bill Gates or like Elon Musk or big, big people to make an impact. Are you working towards something greater, whether that be towards your own happiness or towards getting out of bed every day or towards adding something to your community or just giving someone a smile on the street? It doesn't have to be the big things that make the biggest difference. I realized this year that love is not found, it's created. And by creating a happy environment around me and giving out positive energy, I have been able to receive that in return. I believe what you put out in the world is what you receive. The law number four, always make your performance bigger than your applause. I thought this was interesting because I reflected and thought, what is the purpose behind this podcast? Why am I really doing this? Am I doing it 
to get recognition and to get applause or am I doing it to create change and to impact at least one person per show? And I think when I get feedback from people, like I just got really amazing feedback from my aunt from my last episode about when my sister uh, interviewed me and she said it brought her to tears and just said that she could, she could take on this challenge that she's going through into the new year and say no to things that didn't align with her values or their purpose. So I thought it was just really interesting um, that law is always make your performance bigger than your applause. Like, why are you doing the things you do? Are you traveling because you want to take the great Instagram pictures? Are you traveling to get the experience out of it and learn about different cultures? Are you buying a new car to impress people? Are you buying a new car because you deserved it and earned it and are really looking forward to driving this car because it's a really good car? Are you doing all the online shopping to make yourself feel better? Or are you doing all the online shopping to spend a little on yourself and just enjoy fashion? So I just think that asking this question to yourself is really important. The fifth law is always make your gratitude bigger than your success. Are you staying grounded? What are you grateful for? I think gratitude is really important. And in my journal, I try to write statements every day. It's a very Capricorn thing of me to do. But basically, I say statements, I am grateful for blank. I will blank or I am blank. So I think practicing gratitude and always coming back to what you have versus what you don't have is really helpful. Whether you have a lot or a little, I think it keeps you humble and he keeps you on track. The sixth law is always make your enjoyment greater than your effort. Are you enjoying the process? Do you find it hard to be motivated? And I think remembering to not be in pain and challenged and struggling to work all the time is important, especially for me being a workaholic. But I also think like if I didn't enjoy what I did so much, I wouldn't do it. And yeah, sure, there are things that I'm like, okay, I I don't love doing this, but it it brings me to my bigger purpose and brings me to my bigger goals. So I think asking yourself day to day, am I enjoying this? Or is this a really big struggle for me is a good question to ask yourself because you want your enjoyment to be greater than your effort. You want yourself to be happy and to find fulfillment out of the things you do on a daily basis. So that's really important. The seventh law is always make your cooperation bigger than your status. Are you staying humble? Are you a team player? I thought this was interesting because I think a lot of people are in it for themselves. And I learned this year that the death of my innocence, when it came to a certain situation, I found that not everyone is in it for you or in it to bring the best out of people. Not everyone's looking out for other people. So I think reflecting on this yourself and figuring out, are you doing this as a team effort. This thing we call life is our own, but it's also like how we are affecting the rest of the team. If one person falls down, the rest are a little bit weaker. So let's try to figure out how we can be cooperative with each other and figure out ways to all rise each other up together to not only be about status or looks or money or Instagram followers and things like that and just try to figure out what it is that we can do in order to lift everyone along with us. And I think that's a big thing that I try to f remind myself a lot as well, is how can I 
amplify the good and amplify the positivity in my community. The eighth law is always make your confidence greater than your comfort. Are you pushing yourself to do better? Are you working on getting out of your comfort zone? I think this is a big one because I talk a lot about confidence in this podcast. I think confidence is a big thing, but you have to make sure that you are getting out of your comfort zone, but are you pushing your values and ignoring your morals? And I've learned that this year, like not ignoring who you are as a person just to seem more a bigger person or more confident like stick true to yourself and know that your comfort zone is there but step one step above that and push yourself further in the direction you want to go so that was really important this year and I think we can all reflect upon for the new year number nine always make your purpose greater than your money and I think this is an important one too because are you in your job position in it for the mission or for the money? Are you in it for the money or for your purpose? Do you like where your career path is leading you? Is this a moment in time where you're just getting a job for the money and it's going to take you on to your next step to find a happy path in your career? Or are you using this to your benefit and maybe get, maybe getting paid a little bit less, but you're taking so much out of it? So always make your purpose greater than your money. Always follow your purpose. And if you don't know your purpose, do the four things we talked about before and try to learn about yourself more and start to reflect. And the 10th law, always make your questions bigger than your answers. Are you listening to people or talking over them? Do you think before you speak? And I think this is a big one, especially for this podcast. Am I asking the right questions? Did I imply something that I didn't mean to? What is the purpose of the question that I'm asking? And same within sales. Try to figure out why you're doing the things you do and why you're wondering the things you wonder. I know people like to listen to themselves talk because, I mean, I guess I do. I have a microphone in front of me every week, but I I do think that 80% of the time on my shows, I'm listening, I'm pausing, I'm reflecting, and I'm asking the right questions to prompt the conversation, but I'm not taking over. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to growth and internal growth and internal reflection. So these are the reflective questions that I would urge you to focus on in the new year. And I'm so excited for season four, you guys. It's going to be monumental. The 100th episode is going to be iconic. And topics this year are going to dive deeper into challenges, mistakes, mental health, politics, love, relationships, business, and more. These episodes are going to be more and more curated and the guests are going to be more and more notable. So I'm really excited for that. And I'm really feeling uplifted, empowered, and inspired because of these four things that I've been working on this year. And reading the book about all of these 10 laws of lifetime growth have really helped me at this perfect monumental time in this shift to 2023. So I'm dedicated to making this podcast a success and to continuously bring you all value. So cheers to the new year and cheers to you. Please remember that it it is all about internal growth this year. I want us to focus on these four things that we can take on into the new year and not be so worried about the external things. Let's focus on the internal. Let's make it a trend to be inwards focus this year. And I am so grateful for you all. Thank you so much for listening. 
if you learned something or if you figured out something about yourself, please share. I'll be sharing on my Instagram about all the things that I am and what I learned from this podcast and from all the resources. And please make sure to check out all the resources with the links below. And thank you so much again. I hope you all have a wonderful year to come. I can feel that this year is going to be great. I just wanted to say how grateful I am for each and every one of you for listening to my show this year. Thank you so much for sharing it with your friends and family. And without you, I would not be where I am today. This year, I had so many amazing guests from therapists to photographers to teachers to fitness instructors to business people to designers and so on and so forth and these people have been absolutely amazing throughout the process of my journey this year. This year has been super transformative for me and I opened up. I showed the humanness behind the magic and I hope that inspired you as well. Thank you so much again for taking the time. I'm so grateful for you and so appreciative that you have been part of this journey. If this inspired you, please leave a review. It means the world to me and rate this show and follow the show. And then if you want more insight and info, feel free to look me up on the website, <laughs> www.lilygraceyork.com and follow me on Instagram at lilygrace underscore lifestyle. Thanks guys. And I cannot wait for 2023. It's going to be amazing.